The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Saturday, September 17th, 2022. It's the Gambling Show. Doing it on a Saturday instead of a Thursday. Life gets in the way sometimes, and so we have kicked the can down to a Saturday afternoon. Here we are currently recording. It is about quarter to three on Saturday afternoon. That means that the Thursday night game is in the books. And Chris, what were your thoughts about the field goal? Do you kick it or do you go for the seven like Mr. Staley did? Uh, everybody and their brother was freaking out and texted me after they went for the touchdown. I, I all, mean, from a, all heavily invested in the spread. Yes. I mean, personally, I had that guy... Uh, Palmer on my fantasy team so I was okay with it at the moment and I didn't lay any money on the game so I was okay but that's really really bad beat that's like a really 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 bad beat well I was thinking about it I, I had I had the Chiefs so obviously I was bent because it was a bad beat I don't know if it was a bad bad beat but I was just trying to think about it logically okay you are down 10 you need the two scores. I, I was actually thinking when they got the first down, you know, after they... Yeah, they kicked the field goal. Like, they kicked the field goal right away to keep the time on the clock so that you had that. Because they only had one timeout at that point. So, yes. I was kind of thinking in that direction, that's probably a little passive. However, at the fourth down point, you basically have either the field goal that allows you to stay in the game, which is more or less a guarantee, unless he shanks, you know, a, a whatever, a 20-yard field goal. Uh, or you go for the seven. If you don't get the seven, you're done. That's the game. So the going for the seven there basically equates to it gives yourself the chance to win, right? Because if you get the onside kick, you need the onside kick either way. If you get the onside kick, you can go for seven and get the win or a higher chance of losing. So the exchange is the you're losing the chance to stay in the game, but you're gaining the chance to win the game, which you didn't before. So I guess if you think about it, it's just aggressive. I don't know if it's necessarily wrong to go for the seven there. So I'm trying to find the exact play to send to you, but there was a play in the early set, I mean in the early part of that drive, where Justin Herbert runs to escape the defense and then all of a sudden just throws to nobody? Do, okay. you, do you remember the player? Kind do you remember of, the player I, now? I mean, I, I, I went out with McShane to the OL and uh, we ran up a pretty hefty bill. So, I mean, I remember the game very well, but I just don't remember that drive and I haven't got a chance to watch it a second time. I was still catching up on games from last week, actually. So, he he like runs away from the defense... And then all of a sudden, he could run for the first down. He needed like two yards. And instead, 
he like runs to the line of scrimmage, you know, to the right side of the tackle box. Right. And then, and then just like spikes the ball almost for, for no incom- reason. And that, incomplete pass. You mean yeah, for an incomplete pass, but there was no chief defender in front of him, and the sideline, he, he could have just ran and, and fell to the ground. Well, but, I imagine at that point he probably had the busted ribs, right? If it was that, yeah, late yeah. In the this drive. is after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the beginning of the final drive that for the touchdown, okay. and so he just throws it. And my first thought is, oh my god, is he throwing the game? No, get out of here! <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, and boom goes. No, down I mean, please. I mean, even even the even the uh, announcers were like, wait, what? Like, what just happened? Uh, that was that's one of the reasons I want to rewatch the game. I mean, not only was it a good game, but I, I didn't get a chance to he- really hear Herb Street and Michaels do the game, and I I really kind of like Herb Street. But to your point, I I would have to watch it. I don't re- recall the play. Um, You'll I, I mean, see. It could have just see been a for mistake. no reason. Could have just been you know a mental mistake in a ton of pain trying to process everything late on the road at a loud loud Arrowhead. You oh, know? I got it! I got it! I found it. You found the play. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a link right now. Okay. So, you so while you it. do that, I, I, again, you know, I know a lot of people had a, a problem with it, mostly because it killed the spread. But you know, at first, I was just mad because I didn't think it made any kind of sense. But if you step back and you think, okay, Herbert's got busted ribs, he's probably going to be next to nothing in the overtime. So if we want to win the game, how do we win the game? Well, we need two touchdowns. We're already down here on the inch line. So now would be the time to get that second touchdown. If it doesn't work, whatever, game over. You know, we still need to get, you know, so many things have to fall into place anyway. So if it's such a stretch to get, everything we need regardless why don't we go for the highest apex output and that would have been getting a touchdown so that you can possibly get the win on a hail mary bomb or something like that so like you said they would have gone for it they would have gone for the field goal earlier in the drive if they were going to go for the field goal yeah, and the, so at that I mean, point that's... people people couldn't people were upset i mean it was like why don't you just go for the field goal but, I mean, they're already at, like, the three-yard line. Of course they're going to go for a touchdown. Yeah, and rarely do you see him pull the trigger on a field goal right away. But with one timeout and knowing that you're going to need it in the drive, you know, you're going to have to get the, the onside kick anyway and then save or, you know, salvage that one timeout to when you need it. So why not put more time on the clock and just kick the field goal when, you know, you're within striking distance early? And so they didn't. So, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe that was a thought process was like that was when you knew they were going to go for seven was when they didn't kick the field goal earlier than they they could have. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, I mean, I don't even know necessarily it was a great game. It was a fun game to watch. I don't know if it was well played. Thoughts on Mahomes, he didn't look good to me. I thought he looked okay. The The whole Chiefs, they all looked bad. Not I know, but Mahomes good. specifically did not look good at all in the first half. And he looked like he was throwing weird, like he wasn't really planting on the back foot. It looked like there actually might have been some kind of physical ailment involved. Again, I'm not, you know, pro football doc or anybody else. It, just watching him, it just didn't look like Mahomes, you know. And he does have a tendency to make really terrible, terrible decisions sometimes because he's such a gambler. But Well, 
I would lean more on the ch- the Chargers actually having a really good defense than I would Mahomes having a bad game. Yeah, I mean, their defense was solid. There was a lot of talk this week comparing Mahomes to Herbert, and a, I've heard more than one people say if you had to choose between the two, they would pick Herbert. I'm still going Mahomes. I don't even think it's a question. And Herbert's great. Well, they're take, no knock They're taking it. Right, her isn't and Herbert's like two or three years younger, right? Yes, he's a, he's a couple of years. I, I don't know what year this is for Mahomes, but I mean they're, they're probably like three, four years apart. But I, right. it's not a so lot. Of 30 course, you're gonna, versus thirty four. But of course, you're going to take the younger guy who's you know prime hasn't even hit yet. Uh, all right, well, take away the age then. Do it that way. How about we take away the age? You know, and make them both twenty seven years old. I'm taking the homes. Right. I, I mean, one one season, one game, whatever you want to, you know, label the the length of the season or the time period you're talking about. But they're both seven, 27 years old, same age, whatever. You're taking the homes, right? I mean, I really don't think it's a question. I don't think they're they're not even comparable players. Like Mahomes is is a very shifty type of quarterback. He's like a taller, leaner version of. Uh, what Brett Favre was, and Herbert is more of that pocket presence game manager. Yeah, at I, least that's the way I look at it. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely think that Herbert leans more toward the old school and NFL offense styles, where Mahomes represents kind of the ideal new age offensive styles. Correct, which Correct. is a mobile quarterback that isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily need to lean on his athleticism. To generate, uh, you know, offensive production, he's utilizing it kind of as a tool um, that that could extend plays and then get longer shots downfield, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know, right. Because he's not running for seventy yards a game; he's running for like you know ten to thirty. Right. It's not like Kyler Murray, right? Where Murray right, half exactly. of his game is his athleticism and his ability to rush. You know, yeah. which is, and none none of those quarterbacks ever survive in the NFL. We yeah. talked about or, or this, the, yeah, right? Or, or they fade quick. But Herbert is definitely the less athletic, more in the pocket. You know, game manager, I guess, if you will. I would rather take Josh Allen than anybody we're talking about. You know, I rewatched some of the Alt Twenty Two of the Buffalo game from last week. Allen was great. He wasn't perfect, and there was many times in that game, at least you know the, the good chunk that I watched, where he would just miss a wide open receiver on the weak side of the field, you know, because he was just fixated on whoever his target was, and there might have been two guys with him or one guy, and then one guy nearby, and I mean because he's got the arm to do it, he forced a couple of balls that were rather ugly at times. It worked. You know, his stats look great. They beat the shit out of the Rams. But, you know, it wasn't perfect. It definitely wasn't perfect. So he reminds me more of, every time I I watch him play, he reminds me a little bit of a younger Ben Roethlisberger. And he wasn't perfect, you know, but he'll be in the Hall of Fame. He won a couple couple Super Bowls, and he's a big dude just like Allen. Allen will probably be in the league for a really long time. And I think he'll his arm will get his uh, accuracy will get better as he decides to settle in the pocket more uh, than you know 
what he's at now. You're right. He he forces what he thinks is going to be a a, a a long completion rather than settling for you know something short and over the top just to extend the the drive. You know he goes for those bombs. Right. Yeah. I mean, he his game is. I mean, it's pretty unique. I, you know, you said the comparison to Big Ben, and I agree. There's definitely some tangibility there. I Big Ben never. I, I mean, he wasn't the athlete that Allen was, though. He was definitely like a more stocky. He would take a couple of hits and be able to shake people off. But Roethlisberger never like generated offensive yardage through rushing. Right, his whole thing was he was big enough to 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 fend off defenders that were coming at him. Yes. Well, I, I, Josh Allen isn't juking people. No, no, no. But Josh Allen runs for yardage. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, not, it, I mean, it, Big Ben was not a he. He didn't look to get offensive yardage by scrambling. He was just able to scramble to extend the play and you know not take the sack because he was so big. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling up Roethlisberger's splits right now because I'm very intrigued to, to know what his rushing actually was. Yeah, so uh, rushing. Dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He had touchdowns, but he didn't put up too many. No. But I don't know. I mean, what are Allen's splits? But Allen's not putting up four or 500 yards a year either. Uh, rushing? I don't know. I, I, You know, you could pick it up again. Um, let's not, though. Let, let's just move on. But the uh, point being is that you would pick uh, Allen over the other quarterbacks in question. Um, I think there would be a lot of people that would side with you. I think I'm still going Mahomes. If you were to give the three... Uh, Herbert, Mahomes, and Allen. I, I think I'm going Mahomes and quite comfortably over Allen and then Herbert next. But I think that Herbert could jump Allen depending on what happens. Because I, I still think Allen's playing great, but I question whether or not he's just on a super big tear right now, right? You know, like a, a good year plus tear where it's just like his play is phenomenal. Because sometimes you watch it, well, 22 or the 22, and it's just kind of like, dude, you could have made that pass, you could have made that pass, you missed that, you missed that. And remember, that first year, his rookie year, he's not good. He was not good. Well, I mean, his team wasn't nearly as good. That's Stephon true, Diggs too. Ma- That's true, too. Stefan Diggs made him uh, really blossom into what he is today. Yeah, and the Diggs had monster, monster first week. So everybody that picked him in fantasy usually got him at the back end of two or at back end of one uh, or the beginning of round two. If you got him at the beginning of round two, he, so far he's still a drop. Granted, it's one week. Um, there's only a couple of, of fantasy things from week one that really stink. And number one, Elijah Mitchell. I, I, I mean, again, it, it's just injury after injury after injury. Uh, you, you draft Elijah Mitchell and all you hear is just screams. Every game, guy's hurting something. And then it's a... It's it's a fucking knee this year, out for two months. You know it was that way last year, and I gassed on him. Uh, you know, I'm right here, guilty as charged. I drafted him in two leagues, and now you know I got Jeff Wilson in one. I got nothing out of the other one, 
And so now I got to figure out some kind of substitute. But um, there was a lot of things out of week one fantasy wise that was head scratching. Acres, right? Nothing out of Acres. Uh, I don't know if that was just because of the, you know, being behind in the game and that's not what the game called for with him. I, I really don't know what their deal is with Cam Akers, man. I, maybe he's not, maybe he did not recover from the Achilles like everyone, like they made us to, you know what? They always do this, man. They did it with what's his name too, with Gurley. They make you, they, they, they try to put it out there that all their players who got hurt seriously are not actually hurt. And then they get in the game and they're hurt. They don't play well. Right. And you're like, okay, well, I guess they really were. I was, so, I, I was talking to Parsons this week because uh, – let me just throw this idea out. I know it would get vetoed down in the league, but would fantasy I know football – I know what you're going to say. Would, I know what you're going to say. All right. Right. Would fantasy <laughs> football benefit from doing the drafts after week two instead of before week one? It would shorten the season by two games. I know everybody would throw a hissy fit, but you would have a much more complete set of information, a much better set of information to do your drafts by rather than before the first game when, let's face it, fucking preseason means shit now. I mean, nobody gives a fuck about preseason. The teams, the coaches, it's just to trim the roster. Weeks one through four of the regular season is the preseason, period. I don't necessarily. It would get agree voted down, but would it? Do you think it would make for a better product in fantasy football? My argument okay, is yes. Two, two thoughts. One, I don't agree that weeks one through four are the preseason. That's just some bullshit you picked up from hearing somebody talk about it on a podcast. Oh, no, or, blow it out or your or ass, TV. dude! I made that up. I've been saying that for years. I never heard that from no. anybody. The yeah. guys down here talk about it. All the people I'm in fantasy leagues with down here talk about it. Yeah, I've you been saying it for fucking years, dude. Listen, if I, that I were didn't get true, that from anybody. Now, I'm not saying I'm 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 unique. I mean, there, there's a lot of groupthink everywhere. But I, you know, don't tell me I, I got that from somebody else. No, 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 no. Okay, you didn't no. come up with that. First off, you didn't invent that. It's about to you're get not, all you're, stupid up in here. No way. You're not. You're not that clairvoyant that like you've just discovered that the first four games are preseason games. But the truth of the matter is this: I'm not saying I discovered that, it. I'm just saying that that was an idea that I had. I had it quite a while ago. I've been saying it forever. And if other people say it, there could be a lot of groupthink. But I didn't steal it from somebody. No fucking way. Okay. Well, we'll I agreed to disagree. So. <laughs> Such a prick. Go ahead. Moving moving forward with it. If that were true, then teams like Kansas City and uh, Tampa Bay and Buffalo Bills and uh, uh, the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, teams that like really show how good they are in week one, would, wouldn't show you how good they actually are if that was actually a preseason game. Like... That's not what the team actually is. I get where you're coming from with that, but that team is pretty. Those teams are, they're pretty well, you know, suited for the rest of the season at this point. Like they're playing really well, as if they've been practicing and playing together for a long time. I don't no agree way. that. No way. So oh, many of those week one games were were shit quality. I mean, some teams played well, but some didn't play. You are going to see a completely different set of teams week four than you are week one. 
That's a fact. Oh, but that's the truth in every sport, man. Uh, I mean, yes, I, I, yes and no. I mean, yeah, obviously all teams ramp up, but I mean, in I think in the NFL you you see a huge, huge transformation between week one and four. I mean, and you're I, talking about that's that's where that expression midseason form comes from. Yeah, no, uh, true, true that, true that. I, I just, I, I think the difference is more stark in, stark? I think that's the right word. Anyway, is, is, you see the no, difference right. more, more in, radical. Uh, you know, in football than some other sports. Like basketball, it, it, you know, NBA, forget it. I, NBA is a one-on-one game, right? I mean, it's three-point shooting and, and, and penetration. So, you know, that's what you get. You, you don't see teams really ramping up. I mean, you see teams go on tears. Sometimes they figure out their rotation a little bit better. Sometimes they figure out, you know, like what, you know, what lineups work best. But, you know, I mean, the good teams at the beginning are the good teams at the end. You know, baseball, I don't uh, follow. It's 163 games. Who, who, who cares, right? You know, hockey, you know, I, I mean, again, it's more like basketball. But, I mean, you might get hot teams, but I think the teams that play well play well. Um, football, I just think they ramp up a little bit differently. But why, I mean, doesn't, was, why doesn't the NFL just force teams to play every player in a preseason game? You can't game force then? them. You can't do that. NFL, PA, I, you can't do that. You know, I mean, that's not going to happen. Uh, obviously, obviously you can't, but I'm saying, like, if they really wanted a better product as from the NFL, why not force players to play in the preseason? But remember, the NFL, to the NFL, they don't give a shit. Right to the NFL, it's just all money. So now they have two properties. They have preseason football where they get they steal money from everybody for for crap. I mean, it really is the the most bullshit product pushed out that they force people to buy. Everybody who buys season tickets has to buy the preseason games. It's garbage. Nobody wants the preseason games. You can't sell them. You can't give them away. And you go there, and what do you see? You might see one quarter of players that actually are going to play in the regular season, and then just junk. It's like watching, you know, USFL football and XFL football, and I would probably rather watch the other two because at least there's something on the line. That that being, you know, playoffs, records, you know, you're pushing for something at the end. These guys are just pushing it, for roster spots. Who cares? It's never made sense to me why they don't play their starters. Uh, it just doesn't. What? Why, why would you not play your the play the people that you know are going to, you know, be out there for. 60 minutes I, I a mean, game to already, get them. The NFL is already a dictatorship. You want it to be, I, I mean, then you're going to raise all holy hell, telling them that they got to play, you know, starters have to play. The I'm starters don't want to play. A, they don't want to play like, either fuck. because they know it's garbage. They know that they're, yeah. you just put your health on the line for three extra games for no reason. You know, I mean, Elijah mm. Mitchell, it took one game and his, his knee got banged up. If that happened in preseason game one, you know, it's like, ah, oh, shit, you know. That was a waste. They would game don't even but count. That, but, see, but now you're looking at it the wrong way. Like, what if these people aren't in the right shape? And I'm just playing devil's advocate because I don't really care either way. I mean, fantasy's fantasy. Uh, gambling's gambling. But if they're going to get hurt, you can't use that argument because if they get hurt in week one of the preseason, now the team has that many more weeks to prepare for having a different starter. 
I we're getting a little in the weeds here. I the point the only point I was trying to make was would fantasy be a better product if the draft was after week two versus week before week one because you would get two more weeks of information on the teams that you're not getting before the season starts because preseason is junk. That was I I if I get where you're coming from. If if I was going to do anything, I would go on a different I would go a different path than what you're talking about which would be award the people the opportunity inside of their fantasy teams to have a replacement player if somebody like an Elijah Mitchell goes down uh, that you can plug in that you decide who that reserve player is going to be before the game starts and that's your plug and play if somebody gets hurt at any point during the game. Yeah, no, I I understand that concept too, which I actually like. Uh, I it's kind of like a best ball feature almost. I, to me, I just think the draft itself would be completely different. Like I, you know, oh, after that one, after of course, possibly depending on what happens this week, I like I would never invest in Cam Akers, right? Because they're just not on board with them, and I, obviously something's going on, right? It's also an overreaction to week one of the NFL. Completely, but that's why I'm saying after like week two, you get two more weeks of information, right? Oh yeah, yeah. no, I, I get what you're saying. I'm saying like people, people are just ridiculously overreacting after 60 minutes of football. You know? Yeah, I got you. All right, well, we'll uh, we'll kick it off and we'll do the uh, update, and then we'll start getting into the games itself. So, uh, without further ado, first down. First down. <laughs> And so, after one week, this is how it lines up. Our super picks were not great. We both went two and three. The 272, we did a little bit better. We were both 500. We both went eight and eight, ultimately. The money and the sharps were where it was at. They went, money were 10 and six, sharps were nine and four. The Joes, general public, they were even worse than us. It was six and 10. So, we were by no means experts, but we did a little bit better than the general public, at least this week. As for our parlays, teasers, all the rest of it, we were over. I mean, it was no good. Wrong across the board, just terrible. But we did get our prop bets correct. So our prop bets, we were both 1-0 there. You ended up going with, uh, I had Henry under 23 carries. You had Hertz over 225 yards. Actually, the other ones that you mentioned, too, were pretty good. Cook got over 90, uh, 69 and a half yards. And Cooper got under 48 and a half. Uh, my other ones that I gave out, there was only one that, that was mixing with over two and a half receptions. So our prop bets came in, nothing else. Uh, elsewhere, favorites and dogs, that battle went in, in favor of the dogs this week, 9-7. to seven. Five of those nine wins won outright. That was Pittsburgh, Chicago, Minnesota, Giants, and Seattle. Home dogs were 6-4. and four. That was Detroit, Atlanta, Chicago. Houston, Minnesota, and Seattle over-unders went in favor of the unders 11-5. to Teases, still safe as play you can make. Favorites were 12-4, and four, dogs 11-5 for a total of 23-9, and nine, talking about the line. Talking about over and unders was a little bit shiftier. Overs were 8-8, eight and eight, so 500 teasing the overs. Unders much better, 11-4, so 19-12 total there. And finally, the teams with the halftime lead, they were... 11 and 4. Who were the four teams that fucking blew it? It was Tennessee, Atlanta, San Francisco, and Houston. All of those teams just crapped the bed after halftime as they were winning and ended up 
with the L. So, of those, Tennessee, Atlanta, San Francisco, and Houston, which one were you most shocked about that had a halftime lead and blew it? I think it's pretty, mine is pretty obvious. I mean, me, yours too. Houston, they were leading twenty to three in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a big, huge lead. Uh, I, halftime, they were up. Uh, I forgot what it was at halftime, but uh, San Francisco was in a monsoon. That was seven nothing at halftime, and that wasn't really that big. Atlanta, I was a little shocked about, but I don't like Atlanta. So you know, it was the Houston game because watching it, I you know. It, Seeing what I saw, you know, Indianapolis didn't look good. You know, not that Houston was blowing the doors off, but um, they completely blew it in there in that second half. So, and then Tennessee, I mean, whatever. That that was a Garbaggio game between them and the G-Men. So, all that said, uh, that is the update. So, again, we uh, we didn't do good, and then gambling wise, none of us hit anything. So, we both lost all of our bets last week. Although you almost hit your oh, money. I won. I oh, I'm sorry. One. Yes, I, you won the Minnesota Minnesota money line win. So you actually got some of your back, some of your back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and you almost hit your money line parlay too. New England blew I it know. for you there. I can't believe that. I know. I was watching and I saw I I saw that that New England score, and I had New England too. But I was looking at all yours, and I was like, "Oh man, he's like." I actually can't believe what I just saw. That's what he's going to be saying in his head. Oh, and it was. It would have been a great start to the season. Uh, Because they go, because they were going to go for the lead in the beginning of the game, and they threw that interception in the end zone, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me." Yeah, and for those that do not follow each week, uh, Chris had Philadelphia, Minnesota, Kansas City, and New England on a money line parlay, and I think that was I don't even know what was that. That was one hundred to pay eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was yeah. huge. It would have been a huge way to start the season, and then New England just uh, did not show. So that brings us to this week. Uh, we already talked about the Thursday night game a little bit. Where do you want to go with the two big games? Uh, I think the biggest game I want to talk about is the Vikings-Eagles. Vikings-Eagles. Okay, I will talk about that one as well. I love that game. Monday night game, too, the doubleheader. Yeah, that's that's weird that they did that. I well, they usually they do would... it week one, and they didn't do it week one this year, and I think that's because they had the Buck Aikman uh, – you know, premiere, and they didn't want to water down the premiere there, especially right. since they had the Manning cast as well. So you know, they decided. You but know why? What? But I just don't understand. Like, why do why do a game at seven seven thirty, and then do another game at eight eight thirty? Like, why why not do would have a West Coast team that's at you know ten o'clock, and that's actually seven o'clock you know Western time, well, and. They've been doing this now for several years, right? And wasn't there a natural uh, disaster that started it? And I don't, I don't think it's been gone all the way since, like, Katrina. But I remember Katrina, I think, knocked out a game, and they moved it to a doubleheader on Monday night. And they'd done sporadically. And I thought something else happened, that they had to move another game to Monday night. Again, my yeah, memory's just, not great. So It just sucks, because, like, you're going to have – I'm going to have to have, like, my computer watching one game and the other one watching the other game, my TV watching the other game. Yeah, I mean, it's one week a year. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a fun little something. I do like it infinitely better on week one than I do on week two. But I don't think that ESPN wanted to water down the premiere of uh, Aikman and Buck. So they, you know, probably requested, let us get one week down. Let us get them out there, showcase their stuff, and then we'll do this doubleheader deal. I, I don't know. They were, just a guess. Azer, Azer was definitely talking about 
how they ran the Manning cast at the same time as they ran their Buck Aikman cast. And I was, and I thought, he's I watched, right. Like, what, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I why thought the they, same thing. Well, and that's kind of like why I said, well, may, maybe that was, I wonder if the Manning cast is going to take place next week. I bet it doesn't, right? And so that might no, be. They're, no, they're scheduled. They're scheduled like they have six or ten games all year that are already pre-scheduled, I think. Right, and I, I wonder if next week is one of those games. And I, oh, I don't yeah. know offhand, I haven't looked, um, but I bet you it's not. And probably, you know, they were saying, we're going to have Buck Aikman, we're doing the Manning cast to start the season, right? Because those are the two big properties. You don't want to showcase a, a, another play-by-play game, right? I mean, who is it? That's going to be probably be uh, Steve Levy, you know, uh, I, Greasy's actually a coach now, so it's not him. It'll be Lance Riddick again. But we don't want to showcase that, plus Manning, plus Bacon, Buck and Aikman. But to Azer's point, which you brought up, I, too, I watched the Manning cast. I listened to one quarter of Buck and Aikman, I turned it off, and then I listened to the Manning cast. It's just a more enjoyable I, way to watch the game. I don't think it is. Like, I, I'm on the other end of it. Like, I don't I don't get anything. I, I, I really do like listening to Peyton Manning talk about what the defense is thinking and what the offense is thinking, and it's great, and I get it. I'm just not that into it. Uh, that I care, so I just leave the regular game on. And, yeah, no, I understand. Know, I... I understand, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel like that too. It, for me, the play-by-play in the in the in the color rarely do anything for the way that I'm watching a game. Right, I'm watching it myself. I'm making you know, I have my own opinions going in my head. Correct. And Correct. I, I don't know if a play-by-play or color guy is ever anything brought to light. Maybe in a replay because you don't get to see the replays. They're bringing them. They bring those replays back to air, so they you know bring something in that regard. But, I mean, they do this that same thing with, with the Manning cast. A part about Manning cast I just enjoy is, like, number one, you do get kind of like a player's, you know, look at it in a, in, like, in a manner that is actually pretty funny to me. Like, so, <laughs> when, what the hell was the play? You weren't watching it, but they, there was a replay, and they didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and I think it might have been a turnover or something, and they go to commercial, and, Eli puts his hands up and he goes, we're going to commercial. He goes, we don't even know what's happening right now. Why the hell are we going to go to commercial? And then it just cuts out <laughs> on him and goes to commercial. And I was just laughing because it was like, yeah, you know, everybody's thinking that same damn thing. Like, I don't want to see a commercial. I want to know what the hell is happening. And there it was the voice yeah. of reason coming through. Crazy the voice of reason is Eli Manning. Um, so anyway, all right. So we'll start with the Eagles and Vikings and then we'll go to which game next? Um, well, one last thought on that. You know what I did like last year was the Mega Cast. That I thought was better than the Manning Cast. Which was the Mega Cast again? When they had four or five people in the and they were like, oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, right. And and I, they were breaking down from like a player's perspective, a coach's perspective. Yeah, I think uh, Rex Ryan and, was involved in that. Right, it was an ESPN deal, and I think they did yeah. Rex Ryan, and I forget who else they threw in there. Maybe Keyshawn might have been on it too. Yes, yes. Keyshawn's still ESPN affiliated, so uh, he does the morning show now for the radio. So, um, yeah, I did kind of like that. It's funny. Do uh, you ever listen to Gil Alexander and the Megapod, the gambling no. mega megacast? Uh, it, it's funny because he he has his, he calls his show the Megapod. 
and I think the mega cast or something, and they took it, and that was whatever a year ago, two years ago when they did that. The next, he's a Vegas guy, and uh, he has a pretty cool uh, podcast related about gambling each week. And then he was just like, "They stole my mega cast," you know. It was funny. Anyway. <laughs> um, but all right. So, and then what about? I mean, Dolphins, Ravens. I think that looks like a good one. Yeah, that's my second one. Okay, cool. So that's where we will go next. Second down. And so we will fly over to Philadelphia, where the Eagles will be taking on the Vikings. This, again, is the second of the Monday night doubleheader. Uh, I think it's the second one. I think Bills Titans is the first. I could have the timing wrong, but uh, Eagles Vikings. Eagles favored by two here right now. Also the trifecta bet, but barely. Sharps are on the Eagles. Money heavy on the Eagles at sixty nine percent, and then I mean basically it's a split on the tickets, but fifty two percent is on the Eagles right now, so that gives them the slight edge there. Over under for this game is fifty and a half. It is one of the three highest totals of the weekend uh, or the week, I guess. And so there we go. Philadelphia coming off that win versus the Lions. Vikings coming off the win versus Green Bay. Vikings probably looked infinitely better than the Eagles, all things considered, because the Eagles. Let the Lions back in the game, but up until they let them in, the Eagles looked really good. So, I don't know. And Now the Vikings got to go on the road, cross-country to Philadelphia. I'm kind of thinking the Eagles might be in a good good slot here, especially with the two-point spread. Spreads, by the way, courtesy of the DraftKings, pulled those lines at about 2 o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, I, I, I'm on the other end of that, man. I, I think that the Vikings are poised to, you know, kind of tear through the NFC this year. They they looked extremely good. I didn't really get a good feel about Dalvin Cook too much, but if he is 75% of what he's been in his career, and they have Jefferson, and they have Thielen, and they have that kid Osborne, and that second or third year tight end, Smith, who's pretty good. Irv Smith. I mean, they're – Irv Smith, yeah, I – they're scary. Like they, they could, t- they could. This game right here could be what we talk about in sixteen weeks as, you know, the two top teams in the NFC. Possibly KJ Osborne, by the way, still relatively unowned in fantasy football. So a possible sleeper, at least if you're in need of some kind of utility wide receiver. Um, I don't know about that. I, I look. The Vikings looked great in that game. Green Bay also looked. Infinitely terrible. Infinitely terrible? That's a really weird combination of words. But they did not look great. And so I wonder whether or not them looking bad added to Minnesota looking better than maybe they really were. Um, I, I just I lean a little bit here at the home team. I think the Eagles had the better lines compared to the Vikings' uh, offense and defense. You haven't really even seen Davis uh, fully utilized on that defensive line. He, he played a little bit sparingly in that week one. Didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Um, you know, I mean, the Eagles, their secondary, not great. I mean, they did leave the Lions back in, and I think if there was one thing I'd be concerned about as an Eagle better would be obviously the Justin Jefferson factor. Right, because he's, he he just tore through that secondary. I mean, that was and by the way, I forgot how where we were with wide receivers, but I know I had Justin Jefferson one over Cooper Cup. I thought you might have two, but I'm not sure. I know we yeah, did, we did keep, tears. 
Yeah, my keeper. Yes, and in my keeper league, remember we we had that long discussion about who are you gonna? It was a startup. For those of you who don't remember, or didn't hear about it, we it's a startup keeper league, and we were discussing, you know, who's gonna be the best value over the next five to ten years because right. I had the number one overall pick, and I went with Jefferson actually over Chase. And look, I mean, this this is exactly why. Chase is going to be really good, too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. They're both great players. I, Jefferson just looks phenomenal. Jefferson just, I mean, the talent is uncomparable around him, right? Like, he doesn't have any. Like, T. Higgins is really good. If T. Higgins didn't get a concussion, he might have been the leading receiver in that game. So, uh, well, you know, I, I, I just think. Butts, candies, and nuts, buddy. Yeah, right. Uh, what ifs never happen. So uh, long and short of it is is if Jefferson can even put up half those numbers and the other guys step up a little bit, like that team's really they're scary. And I don't agree that Green Bay uh, Green Bay looked bad. I think they are bad. I, I oh. don't think they're good. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, they could look bad and be bad at the same breath. Right. Yeah, but sure. everybody keeps saying like, oh, that was just one game. They looked really bad. They're bad. Well, remember and, and last I, year, the, the Green Bay-New Orleans game painted the same picture, right? Green Bay. No, I get it. I remember. As hell. They, they got smoked. They got smoked. Crushed. Looked very bad. And then they went like 13-2 and two the rest of the season. Yeah. Which is fine. Because, well, but they, they also all, had Devontae Adams. They had Devontae Adams. Right. Exactly. They, he doesn't have a receiver, dude. He doesn't have a receiver who no, can look, catch the ball. Doesn't look like Lazard's going to play this week. Again, I think he's questionable, but leaning toward not playing. Oh, I actually heard this morning on the radio that he's leaning towards playing. Oh, all right. Well, I, I have not listened to the morning updates. So I had morning soccer uh, with Mason, my youngest, and then that followed up by a play date with Mason and one of his buddies. And so I have not got the injury updates. I basically focus on updating all the lines and the stats. Stats, obviously, uh, or obviously, stats courtesy of the Action Network. So we get the lines from DraftKings and I get the stats from Action Network. But, um, and so I was busy updating that. I did not hear that. So if Lazard plays, it's a little bit of bigger bonus for Green Bay. But that's off the topic of the Eagles and the Vikings. So Eagles favored by two here versus the Vikings. Uh, my thoughts, I like the Eagles. Better lines. Justin Jefferson scares me because if there is something weak on the Eagles, it would be their secondary. But I think they have enough offense and weaponry and a defense that can keep Minnesota in check. And I'm getting a short home favorite here at two points. So I'm going to lean in at with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I, I believe in the Vikings, which don't get me wrong. Like I like the Eagles. I had the Eagles played anybody else this week, I would have picked the Eagles. Like I, I think they have the talent, uh, especially by signing AJ. AJ Brown looked like a new player last week. Yeah, I was shocked. Phenomenal addition to the Eagles roster, and also hit his over. One of the prop so prop bets right now. If you if you have not tuned in. Prop bets are like all the rage. Every single podcast that you listen to that talks about gambling is talking about I know, they nothing all other than props. Talk about it. It's all about props, right? It, it's kind of like it's crazy. Oh, we don't do regular games. We don't do lines. We don't do overs and unders because that shit's for you know the layman, right? We do props because that's where all the value is, and maybe. Possibly. I just, when everybody and their brother's talking about props or everybody and their brother says that they're the master at something, usually nothing is. And from watching the stock market involved in the stock trading forever, like, 
you know, there, there is barely any arbitrage out there. So, you know, everything is basically just kind of like how you think. I, I don't know about, you know, there's all these crazy liens and, and you know, value in the prop bets. You know, maybe right now, because I'll tell you what, the prop bets for the overs and yardage wide receivers, like, blew the charts off last week. But they've adjusted pretty hefty. I, Justin Jefferson now, uh, yardage is 100. That, that's that sucks. Yeah, right. That sucks. <laughs> and so I, but I was looking, and I think Chase hasn't rose that much, and Chase is at seventy-seven and a half. So, and without Higgins there, I kind of like the Chase one because no, H- Higgins is playing. Higgins from is, what I heard this morning, he's out of the concussion protocol. Well, he's not out yet, but they, they, he's leaning towards it, and he got rocked. Yeah, 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 he was out. So I wouldn't be surprised if he missed yesterday. But again, that'd probably be a game time decision. As always, if any of these players are factoring in your analysis or your lean, check in. You know, obviously Monday or Monday morning, Sunday morning, and see what the hell the deal is before you you pull the trigger. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to the Eagles. You're going with the Vikings. The Eagles for me are going to be my best bet of the week. So that Jesus. I, know, I know. Well, there were, there was a couple of games I liked, but I liked it. I, I just I like the Eagles. I like them at home. I like the two points. Um, it, you know, and I think the Vikings have put up a fight, but in the end, I, they got to win by a field goal at home. I, you know, that's what I'm taking. So that will bring us to our next game, and we will fly from Philadelphia, short trip down to around the nation's capital. Well, not really. Baltimore, that is. I mean, kind of around the nation's capital. Where the Ravens are going to be hosting the Dolphins. Right now, the Ravens are a three-and-a-half point favorite versus Miami. 44-and-a-half is the over-under. As for where the Sharps are leaning, they're going to be taking the Dolphins, as are the tickets, but barely. Again, it's it's slight. 51% in favor of the tickets. And then the money, pretty hefty on the Ravens, 61%. So you definitely have a, a lean from money in that regard, but the Sharps are on the other side, at least for now. So, uh, this game is all over the place. This is probably the, you know, the game that I want to watch at least on Sunday afternoon. Uh, you know, Eagles Vikings, (laughs) I want to see, you know, Monday night, but this is the game that I'm fixed on, you know, at at least at one o'clock. I know the Giants playing, I'm a Giants fan, but they're playing the Panthers. Who gives a shit? So what are you thinking here? Ravens, Dolphins, good AFC, AFC battle. Yeah, it is a good AFC spell. I, I think this will show us exactly how good uh, the Ravens are. You know, I, I think once they get their, their running backs, uh, that kid Dobbins back, and once that kid Bateman starts showing really how good he he can be, I, I think they're really they're going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, you got flashes uh, of it last week. Everything was kind of spread around. Duvernay came out. He had, you know, a solid outing too, so. Yeah, I I don't know how true that, that is for the rest of the season for him. But, I mean, look, dude stepped up, right? People stepped up. They showed how, I mean, they smoked the team they were supposed to smoke. And now they have to play a team that's coming off a big win against New England, whose defense is apparently pretty good. Uh, you know, living in the Miami area, I have to hear about this all the time. So uh, I just I don't believe that Tua is going to take that team into Baltimore and and beat the Ravens. I don't. I hate that it's three and a half. If it was two and a half, it'd be my best bet of the week. But I'm still going to pick the Ravens. I do not think they have the answer for Lamar Jackson. I do not think. Well, I believe Tyree Kill 
will score and I and and have a good game. I mean, they they beat uh, uh, New England last week. I think what was it, twenty to seven or something like that. Yeah, New England looked terrible. And, that, that was a, that was a and, terrible. I I'll say this: both of those teams, Baltimore and Dolphins. I don't know if you could get anything out of their wins last weekend because the Jets and the Patriots played like dog shit. Yeah, so, right. tough to use that as a barometer of anything. Right, but what I was going to say is the Dolphins beat them, you know, 20-7 to or whatever it was, 24-7, and they only had one offensive touchdown, and it was on like a crazy bomb to uh, uh, some random wide receiver. So, oh, not sorry, not random, Waddle. No, it was Waddle, um, yeah. It was Waddle, yeah, yeah, it was Waddle. I was thinking about a different play. Um where like it was like kind of like a, a you know a crash in in the secondary for out of nowhere, but that was their only good play of the whole day. Like Tyree killed did good, and and Waddle played good, but they weren't. That wasn't like a flashy game for them, right? And I don't I don't think Baltimore's no joke. Like I think Baltimore is one of the best in the AFC this year. I do. I like Baltimore too. I just have a little bit of questions. They're secondary in regards, to, you know, they're battling more injury in there. They they battled it last year, they battled it this year. Uh I think the one thing that concerns the Dolphins for me and I, I'll tell you I'm picking the Dolphins here in this spot. Um, you know, the, the the hook helped me out at three and a half. I think I kind of like Miami at two and a half. I might be the other way because, again, you're going to get a short home favorite. and But that's not the case here with the three and a half. But the Dolphins' speed is just scary. I mean, they really are fast. And so Waddle and Hill and you have uh, Edmonds in the backfield. Tua is the question mark. Uh, and, you know, that's not saying anything that people don't already know. But... Um, I do think that they, and their defense is okay. And on the flip side, the Ravens, I mean, they got to run the ball, right? They need uh, things to go right on in the offensive passing game where you're not quite sure. I'm not sold that Lamar Jackson is going to be a, a phenomenal quarterback for, you know, eight to 10 years, right? I mean, he, he's had a good couple of years, then he got hurt. You know, we'll see what happens. They beat up on a terrible Jets team. So, again, I don't think that showed you anything. So, it's kind of like, this is week one for both these teams. Now you're getting a competitive game. And what do I think here? I think with the three and a half, the Dolphins, the speed that they have, you know, it might be problematic for Baltimore, who isn't really at 100% health yet. Mm, Yeah, I'm going to lean the other way. I mean, the two big games we picked are obviously big games for a reason, right? Like, they're going to show you how good these teams actually are and 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 how far we think they can actually go, and I'm I'm intrigued. I I'm gonna go. I I see why you picked the Dolphins. They're like they are quick. They're really fast. Um, but like you said, to can Tua take advantage of that? I, I I don't know. I don't know if they had a better running back. I would say that Miami's offense is top tier. But I I don't believe in Chase Edmonds, and I sure shit don't believe in a Raheem Mostert who's bounced around the league and found home in San Francisco and then got hurt and they were like, you gotta yeah, go. <laughs> I don't, who considers Mostert at, at, at all, right? I mean, it sucks for him. I mean, he had, he finally had a starting role, a good role and then ends his season and San Francisco's no, they're no dummies. They, they got rid of him for a reason, you know? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, very fast and very injury prone, a terrible combination. Yeah. So, yep. I don't know. Again, 
tough game. Uh, good game to watch. I do think the speed's going to be a little bit too much for the Ravens. It, down the line, if the Ravens got their team back, you know, full health, and they had everything going later on in the season, I think I would probably go Ravens, and I wouldn't be that scared about the three and a half. I am here, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the other end of that. I, I especially if Dobbins plays, I'm. He's not going to play unless he's a hundred percent. We, they've made that very clear. Yeah. And so if it, if he's good to go, and that kid, he was disgusting. You know, in in college, and he looked really good at the end of his uh, rookie campaign. Dobbins, so. Dobbins could be the fantasy play of the year. Because the yeah. injury scared so many people away from him. He slid to crazy rounds in yep. all the fantasy drafts that I had. And I have him in yep. a lot of spots because you're looking at him there in that round and you're saying, how do I pass this up? Right? Even if I got to yeah. sit on him for four weeks. But if he comes around right. and he's 80% of what he was two years ago, this is phenomenal value here. But now I'm just sitting on him on a roster spot, and I'm like, I, I don't know. Now I'm picking up Kenyon Drake because some of my other running backs haven't worked out, and I need somebody on the field. It's, you know, it's a tough thing to sit and sit on a roster spot for somebody who's trying to get back to health. It's one of the things Look, I think I hate the most about fantasy. There's enough. There's enough uh, uh, data nowadays that shows that running backs can come back from an ACL injury and be. Good. I mean, look at Adrian Peterson. He ran for like two two thousand yards. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I understand he was a different beast, but um, with that said, you know, uh, it's not an Achilles injury. You know, like if running backs don't come back from Achilles injuries. Uh, Cam Akers is your prime example of that. They don't have that explosiveness. Well, so far, so don't say that now. I so, I got the guy on my fucking roster. What are you trying to jinx me? Jesus Christ. Show me yeah, some well, kind I'm, of brotherly love here. It's, it's not, it, you know, I don't care about your teams. I care about my team. I, I know, but so, buddy, wish me. Well, I do care about our help. team. We do, we do have Dobbins on one of our teams, but we're getting off topic. I do not think uh, the Dolphins have enough to go into Baltimore and beat them. I'm actually. You said maybe later in the season when Baltimore's for the. I would say if it's later in the season and the Dolphins are really. They really fine tune themselves. Maybe I would go with the Dolphins. I would go on the other end of that. So, I listen. I, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited for it. All right. So we're opposite ends there. I have got the Dolphins. You have got the Ravens. And so now we will fly down the rest of the games on the docket. Third down. And starting with the Colts in Jacksonville. Colts a road favorite. Three and a half points. 45 is the over-under, a ton of money on the Jaguars, 80% sharps taking the Colts. Ticket split, where are you at? I think, you know, this was a game I, I thought about over and over and over, and I, this is silly to to even talk about, but now that I know Pittman's out, I'm scared. Like, what did the, what did the line drop to right now? Uh, three and a half. I, I, I pulled that just uh, earlier today, so I can see if, if it's changed, but... Uh, three and a half is what it has been. It didn't change when I checked it earlier today. And the most latest uh, DraftKings line on the Colts is three. So, three, yeah, because now that Pittman's out. Uh, I, I'm still going to go Colts. We'll, call, t- it you know, we'll take... call it three. We, we did yeah. the research. It moved. We're going to call it three. I don't like Ryan. I don't think Ryan. I don't, I don't like Ryan, Ryan was... either. I, I picked the Jags. 
he's not right. He's not the right fit for them. But I, I don't believe in the Jags. I mean, they're talking about on the radio about uh, Trevor Lawrence. How are are you getting worried about Trevor Lawrence? Oh I, yeah, the podcast too. It, it's flooded the podcast networks. Is Trevor Lawrence? You know, is he no good? He is not Zach Wilson, right? Like Zach Wilson no. looks awful. Wilson, I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks. T. Law looks okay. Yeah, he looks okay. I mean, of course, he's going to have some off. Peyton Manning was the, is like Andrew Luck. Like these those dudes, they still suck their first year yeah, too. Andrew Luck but, and and Trevor Lawrence are kind of in the same boat. Where well, I mean, Luck's team was a little bit better, but I'm trying to think. Yeah, of Luck's rookie. team was better. Yeah, like Luck's team was better. Lawrence really does not have a team here. I mean, he's try, they're no, trying to make it, it up. Is, it sucks. His team sucks. ATN's good. I get it. But, like, Christian Kirk is your number one? What? Like, trade trade Tua for Lawrence, and I think the Dolphins are at a much better spot. Oh, my God. Lawrence would do anything for that trade to go through. Yeah. I, I mean, he would be lined up there. So. Oh, my God. They would, dude, they would be sick. That team would be sick. So, I'm on the Jags. You're on the Jags? No, I'm gonna still. I'm gonna stick with the Colts. It, it, it's three points. It, okay. Worst case scenario, it's a push. Next game is going to be in Cleveland. Cleveland coming off of that win versus the Panthers last week, which was my best bet, and that best bet was no, it was not. It was no good. God, Rich, you are a stupid asshole. That's exactly what he is. Oh, God, I just stupid fat asshole. finger, fat fingers. Anyway, so the Browns kill the Panthers. Well, they don't kill the Panthers, but they kill my best bet, beating the Panthers. Now they got to host the lowly Jets. Browns favored by six, over under thirty nine and a half. Money loves the Jets here. Seventy seven percent of the money is in on New York, and then the Sharps are going to side with the Browns. Tickets also slow, small lean toward Cleveland at 56%. So, uh, I ended up taking the Jets here. I'll start off. Uh, the six points was just... What? Yeah. Six points was just too much to me, and I re-watched that, Cle- that Carolina game because I didn't have a chance to watch it uh, at the time, so I didn't want to watch the highlights. I know I picked the Panthers, and I wanted to see what went wrong. Look, Baker Mayfield looked terrible in the beginning of that game, but God, Jacoby Brissett He's just—he's the greatest backup quarterback that should never be a starter ever. He looks good in the pocket. He makes sometimes he makes good throws, but when you see him as a starter for four quarters, you just understand why he's just a backup. He just isn't good. He shouldn't be leading this team. And you know, six points—six points is a lot of points, dude. You don't think six points is a lot of points? Uh, dude, I—you're—I'm shocked. Like they have Joe Flacco as their starting quarterback. I I don't know. I just the Jets are not good. I I think they've got to. They should cover the six here. I mean, if they don't, if they get their doors blown off and lose by like twenty, right? Uh, like I, I would talk about Salah getting fired intra year. I don't know, dude. They are Cleveland's just going to run for five hundred yards in this game. Well, the run their run offense is is really good. I, I mean, you watch yeah, it and Hunt the. Hunt-Chubb combination is phenomenal. And it, it does anger me because Hunt should get a feature role somewhere else. That's sad. I'm, he, I'm ran a wheel route. The he ran a wheel route earlier in that game and it was wide open. And Brissett just, wide fu- open. just missed it him. Wide open. Would have been like an 80-yard touchdown or 70-yard uh, touchdown. And just missed him. It just it sucked. I mean, I just feel bad for him. 
Uh, he's got to deal with a backup quarterback and a backup role. So you're going to take the Browns in that spot. You don't care about the six points. They're going to. What do What do they call a, uh, when you run an offense? What's the formation called when you have the two tailbacks in the backfield? I mean, there's there's a ton. Pistol, uh, you know, I I don't know. I I formation, but that would be with two halfback. That would be with a fullback and a fullback, halfback, right. not the two. Um, I I don't know. It depends on the. They should run both like. those guys out there. Wishbone, wishbone, back in the day. Um, wishbone, yeah, that's what it was. Wishbone. <laughs> so, uh, all right, yeah, they could. I mean, they don't feature them together on the field all that much. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I would be they. Sh- I, I think they should try that, but whatever. I'm not an NFL coach. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Browns. I, I I'm sorry. I'm not going to pick the Jets. They're horrible. All right, they're I got really you. really bad. All right, well I am. And so we will now go over to New Orleans. Right now, the Saints are basically like everybody's like dream play here. I, I mean, if you have listened to any kind of content, everybody is all over the Saints. Right now, they are a home dog by two and a half to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, the Bucks own a small piece of the tickets and the money. Sharps are in on the Saints. Over-under is at 44. Fantastic number. And uh, I, I don't know. What are you going to do here with this game? I don't even care who the, the wide receivers are. I I understand that people are all over the Saints because, uh, you know, it's it's they don't have anybody, and, and the Saints played really good at the end of the game last week, and Michael Thomas is back, you know? And I listen, I'm, I'm also best friends with three fucking diehard Saints fans. But uh, the long and short of it, in my opinion, is that Tampa Bay is very good. Their defense is very good. And I don't care who Tom Brady's throwing the ball to. He's made that clear over the years. He's still going to find someone to catch the ball. Like, he does. And two and a half is like a joke to me. Okay. I, I, I'm <laughs> all on, about it. We were 8-8 eight and eight last week because we picked a lot of the same games. I, I'm hoping that we get a different output here because I'm going with the Saints here. I, I don't want to jump on the same bandwagon everybody else is on. I just – the Buccaneers – did not impress me last week, and now they lose another line. Like how many line? How many injuries can one team take, and not have things start falling apart at some point? Right? Because I mean, now you're going to lose Godwin. You lose the other tackle. I mean, God, at some point, it's just got you. Got to put your hands up and be like, really? I, like, come on, can we get a break here? But in regard, I think the Saints, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if things collapsed at least this week, not for the season, but on the Bucks, and the Saints ended up getting a W. So I'm going to lean with everybody else and their goddamn brother here taking the Saints. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm. Brady's really good. They still have Fournette. You know, Mike Evans is, is iffy to play. But, I mean, they have talent, right? They have talented players all around him and i get that everyone's concerned about the offensive line i mean they yeah. fill in that gap you know like they they'll find a way but brady's always done this man yeah i there are question marks for the saints too you know kamara banged up with ribs so he's questionable i imagine he plays uh and james winston's already hurt yeah james winston's a, a interception waiting to happen so there are a lot of questions i you know it was just gun to the head i gotta pick the uh i gotta pick new orleans here so yeah i'm gonna go on the other end of that i'm taking the bucks all right 
So, uh, Jags and Saints were the first two home dogs that we talked about. The third home dog is going to be the Steelers. They are hosting the Pats. Pats favored by two and a half here. The Pats have the Sharps and a ton of money at 72% in on them. The Steelers have a small piece of the tickets at 58%. Over-under is 40. So, I ended up taking the Pats in this one. I took the Pats last week. It blew up in my face. Um... I don't know. I, I think this is the perfect spot for the Steelers getting the big week one win. You know, everybody's dancing in the locker room. Tomlin's doing the Antonio Brown dance. Everybody's happy and go lucky. You watch the game, and they probably should have lost. So I don't know if I'd be doing all that celebrating. But And then you have the Patriots who, uh, I mean, tough, t- tough opening week. I thought they were going to perform better. They did not. I can't imagine that they're going to do two weeks of that, but if I bet on the Pats here and I get roasted, that's it for me in New England for quite a while, but I'll take them here. So my thought process is, first off, I'm taking the Steelers. My thought process was, yes, they turned over the Bengals five times, and yes, they still almost lost the game. Yeah. So I mean that, but that says more to how good the Bengals are than the, the, how bad the Steelers are. I, I think their defense is incredible. I, I think that Mitch Trubisky, while not really a top-tier quarterback, I do think that he has enough talent and enough talent around him to you know get through what was, to me, a really, really bad New England team. Like You, you said it. They... They did not come to play last week. And we've talked about this for weeks now. Before the season, everybody was saying how bad the Pats were. And they didn't surprise last week. They were rep. They were bad. And this game's at Pittsburgh. I know Bill Belichick has has a tendency to adjust mid uh, uh, after a game and, and find out what works and what doesn't work. But I, I'm just – I'm sorry. The talent on Pittsburgh's too good – compared to the talent on, on New England, no? Uh, maybe. I mean, I think the Patri- the Pats roster has a little bit of talent. I think that, um, you know, top-tier talent probably goes toward the Steelers. Um, I, I like, you know, coaching, I guess you could say, is kind of equal. At least, you know, like head coaches, they've been around a while. I'm still, every single day I'm going to go with, uh, what do you call it, over Tomlin. Um Belichick over Tomlin. I mean, Tomlin, I, I mean, he's kept competitive teams every year, but they haven't done anything forever. I'm surprised. I mean, they must be, they must be the two most tenured coaches, if I if I had to guess. Uh, Tomlin and, yeah, right? Because Reed was up. Well, I mean, there's been so much changeover. But if you go through the, the coaches, uh, Belichick, obviously, Tomlin. Is there anybody else that goes, oh, um, the only other one that Carol? might be up there, uh, who'd you say? Carroll? Uh, Pete Carroll. Well, I was going to say John Harborough. So, Oh, he's been there a long time too, yeah. Yeah, but I still think Tomlin and Belichick beat both of those. Harborough oh, yeah, Tomlin's, Tom, Tomlin's been there since, what, 04? He's been there almost 20 years, right? Yeah, forever, forever. And it, I just ripped through every. There's nobody even close. I mean, th- those are the guys... Uh, it is those four, right? Are are the four guys that are left of kind of like the older regime? Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm taking crazy twenty. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it. Roethlisberger came into the league 
like oh four oh three oh four. Cower was his coach. Oh, Cower was his coach. That's right. Yeah. And and then uh, Tomlin came after that Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, Cower hung were, it up, yeah. and then they they grabbed Tomlin. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's been there for a long time. So, but I, I mean, you know, so he, he's a good head coach. He's not Bill Belichick. Is their roster better? Maybe top end. But regardless, like I said, this is more, I, I like Pats. I like, I, I, I like some of the core components. I like Belichick. I like him in this spot. I like a letdown for the Steelers. But if they get destroyed, then I, you know, I think the end is, the end's pretty much in sight for New England and this Belichick run. Because I, if TJ, if TJ Watt was playing, are you taking Pittsburgh? Oh, uh, I might. Yeah, I might. I might. He was phenomenal last week until he got hurt. That's a shame he got hurt because yeah. he is he 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 was on. I mean, he could he could at the rate he was going last week, he, you could see why he could be a defensive player of the year two years in a row. I mean, he's incredible. Yeah, but for sure. I, I'm still going to take him home. I, I still have faith in the rest of that defense on Pittsburgh, and I don't think New England's offense can get through it. Okay, all right. Uh, so we're on opposite ends there. Uh, next game, I'm not going to invest too much time in. Giants hosting the Panthers. Giants uh, home favorite here by two points. 43.5 is the over-under. The Sharps like the Giants. Everybody else is on the Panthers and and pretty big. 68% of the tickets, 73% of the money. Everybody loves the Panthers here. Everybody thinks that the Giants are uh, not as good as a win that they got last week. Uh, I took the Giants here. I watched both games. I just thought that they were pretty even. Uh, I like Dayball. I like the offense. I like that he went for it. Saquon looked fin- fantastic. They did play strong defense, so that was enough for me against the Panthers that you know ended up losing. And you know, screw Baker Mayfield. So Giants for me. I'm I'm on the uh, we're literally on the opposite end of every single bet. I I originally um, I originally picked the Panthers in this one. And then I rewatched the games, and I ended up turning around, and I ended up picking the Giants. I just think it's, uh, I think it's one of those situations where it's set up for like a perfect Giants letdown, and the Panthers to just crush them. Like I, I, I don't think the Giants are as good as they showed last week. I do, however, believe and, and agree with you that. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks like he's back, and he looked well, so good. At least for now, until he gets hurt. Oh man, he looked. He he he's like Odell Beckham. He just can't stay healthy. Um, I do I do believe that uh, the Panthers should have won that game last week too. They should have uh, against but they didn't against the Browns, but they didn't. I don't I don't I don't believe in uh, uh, Baker Mayfield, but. He's fine. He gets the job done. And I think that team is way more talented, and they're going to show that talent uh, tomorrow against a not-so-good Giants defense. Uh, at least I don't believe they're that good. I still can't believe they got – they they. Uh, I can't believe Blake Martinez hasn't found another job yet. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't watch him in the preseason enough to know, but he is a – non-pass coverage. He's like a, a run-stuffing linebacker that doesn't really play coverage. And he's a big vested veteran, so he probably comes with a big price tag. And in today's NFL, who wants to spend the money on that? There's no team yeah. out there right now that thinks they need him. You know, somebody will probably grab him later 
when they figure out, okay, what can we do with Blake Martinez? He's an okay player. You know, we'll grab him. Yeah, I'm just sh- I'm shocked. So whatever, but I I don't believe that their defense is that good, and I, I just I'm comparing offenses because the Panthers' defense isn't that good either. So comparing just offenses, I believe more in the the Panthers' early season right now. All right, so we're on opposite ends of the Giants and the Panthers. Next one is Lions Commanders. Lions, same old Lions, full of grit, fight, all the rest of that crap, and yet they always lose. So uh, here I'm going to take them as the home short favorite at one and a half points over the Commanders. 48 and a half is the over-under in this game. Uh, the Basically, the money is big on the Lions. Everything else is pretty even. So Lions have 73% of the cash. I'm going Lions. How are we? Were, I think you looked at my picks and then just picked the other team. No, I, I, I picked all these games. I actually picked these games earlier with higher spreads and adjusted everything. And uh, really, the only game I moved was the Panthers game. I took the Giants instead of the Panthers. That line didn't yeah. move that much, but I, I and honestly, I don't even like either of these teams. Like this is not a game I'd ever want to bet. But you know, gun to the head, uh, I liked what the Commanders showed me last week. I guess. I get the Lions came back. The Lions are good too. I mean, they're they're an upcoming team. Um, I don't know. This game's at Washington, right? No, this game is in in Detroit. Oh, it's in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, I have. Yeah, I have the command. I, I I'm gonna stick with that. I I, I got the Commanders. I I think that the that Carson Wentz is he's okay. I mean, he's 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 no Jared Goff. But uh, <laughs> no, I get you. Uh, I I think that they just have more talent. I really do. I and now that what's his name's banged up too, uh, DeAndre Swift, who was like ninety percent of their offense last week, that's going to be tough to replace him. Well, it's only one and a half points. I do like uh, Dotson. Obviously, the rookie wide receiver for the Commanders looked really good, and he had that big touchdown. He's actually available in a bunch of leagues, too, looking at fantasy yeah. people to pick up. But I think he'll probably be gone after this week. What's what's it? He was Ohio State kid? Uh, I forgot where he was from, to be honest. I don't really – I follow – I have college on, but I don't know the players until it comes to the draft, and then I look at it. Because, like, you look at college this week, and I, there's not a game you can watch. These games are all blowouts. The Michigan game was 50-nothing, 50-plus-nothing. I, I mean – you know, you end up having to watch crapo teams that aren't going to have a big impact toward the end with the championship. I got Ole Miss, Georgia Tech on now. It's fourteen nothing. Ole Miss. Who cares? Oh yeah, I turn I turned them all off. You're right. This week sucks. Yeah, so I, I, I can't watch college. I just can't do it. Uh, you can watch. I I love like the the primetime games, like the seven thirty games. Yeah, good games. There's... I need two ranked teams, and I need the game right. to be competitive. Right, but yeah, it's tough to find that during the day. Here's California, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame not even ranked anymore because they lost two. That coach looks terrible. Yeah, they, uh, run, the they quarterback suck. looks terrible. And uh, I, I imagine that, that guy won't be a one-and-done because he'll probably give a second year, but he should be a one-and-done because it just doesn't look good. Notre Dame down at, at home 10-7 to right now to Cal. So uh, wearing their green jerseys. But anyway, how the hell did we get to college? Oh, we're, uh, Dotson went to school. But anyway, uh, he's out there in a couple of leagues. Might be worth a stab. Uh, back to the Lions, Commanders. Uh, Chris, you're taking the Commanders. I'm taking the Lions. We're hitting the 4 o'clock games next, and we'll just rip through these super quick because we are running a little long. we still got to get to our gambling uh, session. 
So, 49ers, Seahawks, 49ers hosting this one. They're also eight and a half point favorites. Big favorite here. 41 is the over under. Sharps are on the 49ers. 69% of the money are on the 49ers. I took the 49ers as well. It's a lot of 49ers in, in a couple sentences. Yeah, I took the 49ers too. I, I don't I don't believe that the Seahawks, I don't know how the fuck they won last week. But yeah, nor do I. So I, I think they you know, got out. They got outgained like three to one. Yeah, well, and they still won that game. I do know how they did it. It was terrible coaching. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Shitty it calls really at the bad. end. But so we're both in the Forty yeah. in that one. That that is is that the first game that we both picked the same team? It is. All right, we fucking yeah. we put it together. Finally, the brothers are one. Finally, the brothers are one as we both take the 49ers and the big heavy spread at eight and a half. Rams hosting the Falcons, another hefty spread here. Rams favored by ten and a half. Sharps, tickets, and money all on the Falcons. 81% of the money on the Falcons. So everybody loving the gritty Falcons that lost the game last week that they were winning at one point. 46 and a half is the over-under. So who are you going to go with here? They are going to get smoked smoked by the Rams. So you're taking the Rams here. Oh, my God. This is this is my best bet. It's my game of the week. Oh, look at that. Best bet of the week, Chris on the Rams. I'm actually going to take the Falcons here. Uh, not because I like the Falcons. I hate the 10.5. Dude, the Rams looked terrible last week. They looked awful. And they're not they're not what they were last week. That that They got beat by, first off, they were fucking winning at halftime, or they were tied at halftime. What are you talking about? They look like shit. Oh, did you watch? Rewatch that game. Rewatch that game. They were lucky. I watched to, the whole game. They were lucky to be tied at half. They played terrible. They played terrible. Yeah. Stafford looked awful. He honed in on Cup all game long. I mean, that's the only thing he did. And they're all like they were down. They were getting beat up, and then they would run the ball. You're like McVay. What the hell are you doing? Nothing looked good about the Rams last week. I think they win here. I, I think they win here. I'm not saying they're losing. I'm, I'm not picking the Falcons on a money line here. Yeah, I'm just saying ten and a half is too much for me. The Falcons don't have anything I want. I mean, I, I have zero interest in that team. Well, what do you want, Chris? Seriously, what uh, do you want? I'm asking. I'm angry wife right now. That's who I am. I like it. Yeah, my yeah. I can hear. What her do you want? Upstairs, so I'm gonna watch my mouth. I'm not gonna say what I really want to say. You want more um, sex, Chris? Is that what you want? No, that's not what I want. I want. Uh, I would wouldn't mind. You uh, want more me more. time? Do you want more me time? <laughs> How about knee knee time? I would like more knee time. Oh, see what he did there, <laughs> Chris. He'll be here all week. Try to feel. Uh, so you're going with the Rams. I'm going with the Falcons. The Raiders hosting the Cardinals is the next one. Raiders, five-and-a-half-point favorites here. 51-and-a-half is the over-under. There's really nothing with the stats, and the Sharps have not picked a game, anybody here. Uh, five-and-a-half, I don't know. I want to go with the Raiders, but I ended up taking the Cardinals. I just thought five-and-a-half was a little too much. I still think the Cardinals could score a little at some point somewhere. Um, I don't know, but this might be the end of the Cliff Kingsbury run because they really got you know, blown out of the building last week at Kit, but it was Kansas City. So I went with uh I went with Arizona here in the five and a half. Yeah, it, you know, the, once again, if I actually bet with her against the Raiders, this would be a spot I would definitely jump on the Cardinals and, and I actually think money line's a good bet here. I I did not think the Raiders were good last week. I the Chargers thoroughly dismantled them and 
while the Cardinals were really bad too, uh, I think they ran into a juggernaut in Kansas City. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross that one out. I'm gonna scratch a line through that and say, you're right. By the way, this this better be they better come out to play because Kingsbury has a lot of talent on that team, and if he can't put it together, they're gonna try and find a different coach who can. Yeah, so I, I'm just waiting for some kind of returns on this Kingsbury. Uh, whatever Kyler Murray thing. And I, I'm just not seeing it. And you know, th- th- this actually ended up being a big topic of conversation on first take, which I don't watch, but it was featured on ESPN and, and mad dog was on there again. And they were talking about Murray and mad dog was trying to basically say Murray, you know, I don't know if he's that good. And Stephen A. Smith and the other analyst, who I don't know what it was I immediately turned around. and was like, Oh, Murray. What about Cliff Kingsbury? Maybe it's his fault. They've gotten better every year under Murray, you know, and it's the typical mad dog. I love him to death, but he took this money from ESPN just to be a punching bag. And he gets up there and he just gets lit up by everybody all game long. Like, they, like they put him up there like a stooge. It, like at first it was, it was cool to see him out there because he's never been on ESPN. He's never been this featured person. And now all of a sudden in his hate, day, you know, I mean, after his heyday, you know, on the back nine, he gets this opportunity and then he gets, you know, the money to be a stooge. I, I just, it, it's mind boggling. But anyway, Murray and Kingsbury were the topic of conversation and uh, things just are not going well a couple of years into this experiment. No, I, I'm with you, uh, but I, I don't, unfortunately, I think it's another year where the Raiders just don't have it, man. And I, I, Devontae Adams is really good and I'll root for them and I can't wait to go see him play. But God, man, they just, they, they just, I was so depressed after they lost last week. I was like, oh my God, you come out all, all this hype about how good they are and just realize they might, they might be the fourth, the fourth best team in that fucking division. Well, as I look now, now, now the spread's at five, so you lose the hook. So does that change yeah, you? Yeah, you lost shape? the hook. No, because I, I don't. I, if the Raiders win, they'll win by a field goal. All right, we're both on the Cardinals. Moving on. Broncos hosting the Texans. Broncos favored by 10. Uh, right now, the Sharps are on the Broncos, and then everything else is split uh, pretty even. Although, actually, I take that back to money. 59% is on the Texans, so the money liking the dog here, the Sharps liking the Broncos. So those two guys are on the opposite ends. Uh, I took the Broncos in 10. Uh, I think it's going to be a little different Texans from last week to this week, and the Broncos now at home after suffering that tough uh, week one loss. So I think Denver here in 10, I think they cover. I actually went the other way. I don't know. I don't know. It's so many points. It's, it is a lot of points. They- it is a lot of points. They just didn't impress me that much last week. Denver, like they, they didn't look. They're well. They should have won that game. You know, they fumbled in the end zone. I, it was like, come on. No, I, I get it. I get it. But did they? But didn't, Texans gave did up that like lead a, last week. I mean, Damian I Pierce is I, killing fantasy owners everywhere because nobody knows what the hell to make of this now. Now people are like, am I really going <laughs> to go and grab Rex? You know, uh, Rex Burkhead or whatever. Holy Jesus! Yeah, I don't know, man. I. When I when it comes down to it, I just I was shocked. I thought that I thought last week that was one of my best bets. I thought the the uh, Broncos were going to smoke the Seahawks, like smoke them. They have a lot of talent on that freaking team, and Russell Wilson was good, 
I don't know if – I mean, I think he, he targeted his top wide receivers like five times. They had like five targets between the, the Sutton and, and Judy. Like I, that's not letting Russ cook to me. Um, maybe they will this game. Maybe maybe they'll just tear up the Texans. Uh, Texans are bad. We we all know that. But I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna lean on on the Texans with this with just because it's ten points. Gotcha. Next game is going to be in Dallas. This is the fourth and final home dog. Cowboys underdogs by seven and a half points to the Cincinnati Bengals, who had that tough loss last week to start off the season against the Steelers. Right now, the Bengals have heavy uh, tickets and heavy money on their end. 85% of the tickets are in on Cincinnati. 60% of the money is on the Bengals, while the Cowboys are going to take the Sharps. 41 and a half is the over-under, not expecting a lot of points in this one. So Cincinnati versus Cooper Rush, you know, is the seven and a half points too much or not enough? No, dude, I, I love the Bengals here. This is like a this is one of my super picks. This is this is a good game. This is they're gonna smoke them, I think, and it's gonna be a massive fantasy day for all the Bengals. Uh I don't know what to and, do with this game, man. I, I'm I'm I originally had the Cowboys, and I can't make up my mind as to what to do. The seven and a half is a lot of points. Cooper Rush stinks, but I, you know it's kind of like, oh man, here's the backup quarterback. They don't have a lot of film on. He comes in, and he has a decent game at least to keep it competitive. No, he's yeah, he's fine. He that I'm not I'm not even considering him a, a part of this. Honestly, they have enough talent around him to that he won't be that bad. But what it's really going to come down to is can the Cowboys stop the Bengals from running up the scoreboard enough for Dallas to somehow squeeze one out. Yeah. I mean they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to slow the game down. I'm gonna, switch. Have to slow the game I'm gonna I'm gonna end up taking the I'm gonna end up taking the Bengals. I, I switched my pick here. I, I went from I went from Dallas to Cincinnati. Their defense is good. They're gonna have to control the clock and I don't think they can I don't think they can do it with Ezekiel Elliott, man. I just don't think they can. I He's not what he was three years ago. No, yeah, I, it's not even thinking about Ezekiel Elliott. It's just, you know, can Cooper Rush perform in that offense well enough to keep the Cowboys in the game? It's not like the Cowboys are devoid of talent. But, you know, I, I think the Bengals are better than what some people are giving them credit for. A lot of people have kind of been, you know, knocking on them a little bit. Last year was too much of a Cinderella run. It was a Cinderella run, but all of a sudden it's just kind of like, ah, you know, this is going to be the year that they're going to come down to earth. You know, not going to be great. It's like what? Oh, oh screw that. that! Those kids are all those kids are young. I mean, they just redid their line too. You know, their offensive line. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Last week, I think it was a bad barometer for the Bengals. So, all right, we're both in the Bengals in that one, and that brings us to our final four o'clock game. Or actually, this is the Sunday night game, and that is the Packers versus the Bears. And so, the Packers are nine and a half point favorites. The over/under is forty-two. The money uh, money is heavy on the Packers at seventy-five percent. Tickets are split, and you know the Sharps have not taken an angle or they're split as of right now. So Packers Bears, I took the pack. Yeah, I, I went back and forth on this one. I I keep trying to think who is going to be the next Devontae Adams for them, and I you know I looked at all their rookies and. I I just don't see somebody. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is like Tom Brady, where Tom Brady can go anywhere and make talented make talent out of 
kind of nobodies like he did in New England for so long. Well, Brady runs systems, right? And Rodgers doesn't. Rodgers runs part system, part me. Right? Me, 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 me. So... And so if they're going to win this game, it's going to be because of their two running backs who are both, you know, studs. It's not going to be because of Rodgers. I I just – I think that the second half of the 49ers-Bears game last week, if you watched it, it was horribly – it was a horrible, horrible monsoon there. It was terrible. But that that helped them build some confidence. And I do think Justin Fields – Confidence monsters. <laughs> I'm saying confidence well, mon- monsters. I mean, I I think I think it's going to give them enough hope that they can get through this game and not lose by ten points. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I uh, I, th- I think they have enough talent on that team. Uh, that's just me. I, this is not so a game. You're, I'm you're really, taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. You're taking the Bears. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I just think I, I think the Packers look like dog shit, and that that added to the fact that this line isn't more, and I think the Bears won versus San Francisco, which also helped this line not be more. If the you know if the Bears lose last week and the Packers make that a tight game, I would imagine that this spread might be at 10.5 to 11.5, right, if not more. So, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of a discount here just the way the teams looked after week one, and I'm not going to utilize that here. I, I, the Packers mop up on the Bears pretty routinely. So that, that's where I'm going with this one. But you think that they have enough and the confidence going with them that they'll keep it at least closer than the nine and a half. Yeah, I think I actually think Fields is pretty good. I, I He's he's young. He's going to learn. He can't just – it's not college anymore, you know. He's, you don't just uh, get to run whenever you want and throw wherever you want. You actually have to play a game. But – I, you know, I, I think they're okay. I, I, Bears aren't going to lose by 10 points, in my opinion. Right. Speaking of college, I just looked at it. was uh, Oklahoma and Nebraska. Oklahoma 49-14 to 14 or something like that. How do you watch these games? And Notre Dame, oh, wow, that's who that is? Notre Dame, Cal, they've got Jason Kidd uh, on the halftime report. You know, obviously because he played Cal. Um, and so... I, Looks holy shit, man. He's got his hat backwards, glasses on backwards. He just looks. He looks old. Jason Kidd, the the, the baseball bas- player, the, the basketball player. Yeah, the basketball player. They have him for the halftime, and he just he just looks old, man. He just as old. what as a as a color. I'm caster? not listening to it because we're doing a podcast. No, he just came in for the halftime just to talk to their sideline reporter. Uh, you know, on NBC. So I don't know what they're saying, but um, it's just funny. He just looks like a you know. Bag of shells. So, anyway, um, all right. So, that brings us uh, to Monday Night Football doubleheader. We already talked about one. So, this is the final game we're talking about tonight. And that is the Bills hosting the Titans. Bills favored by 10. Has that moved yet? No, still 10. Over under in this one is 47 and a half points. So, uh, right now, the tickets are leaning bills, 59%. Sharps are on the bills, and the money is split 50-50. So, I took the bills, 10 points. Doesn't scare me. Tennessee looked awful. Uh, they looked really bad. They lost at home. And bills looked really good. I definitely don't think the bills are as good as they looked last week. They looked really good. But I don't know how the Titans you know, stay in this game because the bills are really got everything going in their direction right now. 
Yeah, I'm with you too. I didn't even think twice about this game. I I just wrote Bills and we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, so Bills for both of us versus the Titans. And that'll bring us to gambling time, baby. Fourth down. So why don't you give me your best bet for the week? All right, yeah, we just talked about it. It's we the did. Rams minus t- Rams minus 10. I, I don't care. They, they, were, they were in the Super Bowl last year for a reason, man. They, like, they didn't lose anybody this year. They came and out last week and looked very, very slow, not like they did last year. And I think a week of, of football is going to get them going in the right direction. McVay is actually a very good coach, and that team is going to just mop up. Okay. They they might win by 20. So uh, you got the Rams, and I've got the Eagles um, in that one as our best bets. Mason has come, and he, he wants to join the crowd, but I don't have the microphone plugged in, buddy. So you can sit there and make all the noise you want. But So you can hear my son in the background try to contribute to the podcast. But best bets, Philadelphia for me, Rams for my brother. Super contest, I'll start off. I did Philadelphia, New England, Detroit, Giants, and Jacksonville. Who are your five? I got the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Bills, and the Vikings. Well, Ravens, Steelers, Bills, Bengals, and who? Vikings. And Vikings. Okay. So those are yours. So I think there are a lot of favorites there, right? Raven, Ravens were favored. Bills, Three and two. Bengals. Uh, oh, Vikings were the, uh, the other dog. Okay. So yeah. who is your parlay for the day? So the parlay I'm going to go with, Moneyline Parlay. I'm going to take the Browns, okay, the Bucks, the Bengals, and the Vikings, and that's 100 to win 650. The Browns, the Bucks, the Bengals, and the Vikings. All right, all, all money lines. So my parlay, I was looking at three teams. I was looking at Philadelphia, the Giants, and the Lions. I was thinking about making it a three-team, and then I said, you know what, I'm going to tr- trim off the Lions, and I'm just going to go Philadelphia and Giants. So Philadelphia minus two and a half, and then Giants minus one and a half. So that is mine, considering the Lions uh, and what I want to do with them. But for my actual parlay pick, I'm doing those two. That brings us to our teasers. And my teasers, these are the teams I was looking at. Buffalo, San Francisco, Green Bay, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. Buffalo, San Fran, Green Bay. You don't get through the three when you use the six. Cincinnati and Cleveland, you do. So... I don't know. I, I guess what I'm going to ultimately end up doing is Cincinnati, Buffalo, and then who am I going to pick out of that other one? San Fran, Green Bay, or Cleveland? Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland. So Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Cleveland are going to be my three of those five that I pick for my teaser. I the Cleveland <laughs> The Cleveland game is... I, I, I don't know. They're not going to lose at it. home to the Jets, man. They're not going to no, lose at home not. to the Jets. They're not. No, no, no. You're right. 100%. But that's that's kind of why I threw them in the money line parlay was because if somehow, some way, the Jets play good, like I still think the Browns are going to win by at least a field goal. Right. I got you. So what yeah. did you do so, for your tees? For my tees, I brought the Ravens down to two and a half. Yes. I brought the Rams down to four. Yes. I brought the 49ers down to two and a half. Okay. And the Bills and the Bills down to four. B- 
Bills. Okay. Oh, so you got some different lines than I did because you were talking about the 49ers at, you know, two and a half. So that's through the three. So That's through the three, yeah. That's yeah. through the three, which I did not get, and I'm looking at it right now. At least DraftKings, it's still nine, so you only get the three. So Yeah, the two and a half is great. It's like the the – the, I would have liked to get the Ravens plus three because that would have at least put me at a push, but I couldn't get it. Right. So I got that at two and a half, which is which getting two and a half points is it's pretty good at home. Um, Rams bringing that down to four. I think anybody and their brother would take that. The Niners would take you'll take the two and a half, and the Bills laying four. Come on, that should this should be an easy. Buffalo was my bucks, first my one. Mind. Buffalo was my first one. That that was the one game right. I looked at right away, and I said, so said, okay, you know, ten to four, that's fine. I, I don't even care. That doesn't get it through the three. It gets it through the seven, but uh, the seven and the six, if you want to think about it that way. Anyway, prop bets. Uh, who are you going to go with here? Prop bets. So, so like I did last week, I picked a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a defensive player. And so, what I what I like. Uh, I'm just going to tell you the four that I like and the one one that I'm going to bet. Okay. So I I hit Hertz again for over 233 yards. Yep. I got McCaffrey at over 63 yards against the Giants. I think ah! that's a, a... <laughs> that's my uh, that's my prop bet under. McCaffrey oh, under no. 65 yards rushing. That, oh no way! That's they're, my they're pick. They're going to let it. They're going to let him loose. They They're going to let they, him they loose. They didn't look good, and they did a good job last week against Henry. Uh, you know, I just don't see him getting over 65 yards. But anyway, so <laughs> that's funny. We're on opposite ends there. So you like McCaffrey over the 65 yards, and I like him under. And that's actually my pick while your pick is Hurts. Well, actually, you didn't say right. it was hurt or Hurts not. Is no, that- no, no, no. So, so no, no, no. My, my, then for receiving, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, the running back from New England. Yep. Uh, Twelve and a half yards is his reception uh, yardage. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I mean, definitely, he now, gets utilized out of the backfield way more with the re- with the uh, with the receptions. Well, I mean, now now that uh, Ty Montgomery's on IR, he's got to be the third down back, right? He's got to be saying. the receiving back. Yeah, so that's going to be my hundred dollar bet right there. The Ramondre Stevenson. Twelve and a half over. What what was his receptions though? Oh, I don't. I didn't uh, see it. My phone just died. Um, I don't know. I would wonder what his receptions were because then I would think maybe that route to go would be the over the receptions only to get off of that yardage. But yardage twelve and a half. It's like nothing anyway. So I don't. That's, know. It's crazy. I I just don't understand. I don't understand it. All right. So that was your receiver. What ends up being your uh, your defense? Oh, uh, I'm going to go with. That the kid Cody Barton from Seattle, I like the uh, seven and a half tackles. I like the over on that. I didn't even look at tackles, but I bet that the, all the defense are out now because it is Saturday. So I was looking at these earlier uh, when, when the defense the defense usually doesn't come out tackles, sacks, and all that kind of stuff until the day before or two days before. So you don't get those numbers early on in the week. Uh, so you went with Hurst over 233 passing, McCaffrey over 65 rushing, Stevenson over 12.5 receiving yards, and that was your best bet. 
your pick, I should say, best bet was something else. Barton over seven and a half tackles. So I, I already said McCaffrey under the 65 yards was my choice. Other ones that I was looking at, Mayfield again at the over eight and a half yards. He had six last week, so he almost hit that eight, eight and a half yards. But I looked at Mayfield. I looked at... Um, I looked at Gordon under 55 and a half yards rushing for the Broncos. I, it's just a coin flip there. And even when he gets the rock, I, you know, he definitely looks like the weaker of the two backs. So I, I was looking at the under 55 there. Chase, I was looking at the over receiving yards. It was 77 and a half. All these wide receivers have just gone you know, apeshit with their with their catching. So I, I could see him going over the 77, especially if Higgins doesn't play. And then Joe Mixon, another Bengal, he had uh, 19 and a half yards receiving. And I actually had his over two and a half catches last week. That one hit. So I like his over 19 and a half receiving yards this week. But my pick was McCaffrey under 65 yards. So that brings us to the gambling. And I will kick it to you. You can give me your picks. I know that you mentioned them as we were going along here. So you could just shorten it and just run down uh, what you ended up putting down, I guess, in terms of cash. Sure. So uh, first off, I, I, I do want to bet some teams just to win outright. So I'm going to take the Vikings for 50 bucks on the money line. Okay. I like that. That'll get me some some juice there. Um, then I like the bucks on the spread of two and a half. So that's a hundred bucks on them. Yep. Then for my teaser, I'm gonna do a hundred dollars to cash out four hundred or three sixty. Okay. And that's gonna be the the Ravens, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Bills. Okay. My money line parlay, not as not as juicy as last week's, but uh, my money line parlay is going to be a hundred bucks to cash out six fifty, and I'm going to steal some points for the Browns, for the Bucks, for the Bengals, and then I'm going to get a little bit of a of a like a plus one ten one twenty for the Vikings on Monday night football. Okay. And that's going to be, once again, that's going to, you know, six to one odds, six and a yeah, half to good. one odds. It's good. And then for my prop bet, I'm going to, I'm going to lay a hundred on Ramondre Stevenson getting over 12 and a half yards receiving. I think okay. that's a guarantee. That was a 12 and a half, right? And that hundred was probably hundred for 90 or something like that. Or was it, did they, have uh, yeah, like it, yeah, it's like a hundred for 94 or something like that. Yeah. Just call it 95, you know, get, take the big, right? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. And so did you do anything else on top of those? No, no. I actually really wasn't that intrigued with all the betting options this week. I, like you said, it's, well, we were talking about fantasy and drafting after week two. I, I tend to do better and, and I, I, I like to learn before I really lay into it, you know? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So you're going to be laying out about 450, uh, you know, out of the bankroll. We're both at. Well, I was at 9700. I think you're at about 955. You had 450 out last week. Uh, 450, but I had a hundred. Oh, you back. won. You won that. You won that hundred back, yeah. right? So yeah. uh, that puts you at nine nine five five, and then nine six. So yeah. you're at nine. Yeah. Ninety-six fifty. We're about fifty dollars. Uh, I'm ahead, but that's only because I, I didn't get a winner, but I didn't bet as heavy as you did. So, um, all right. So that's where you're at. I, like I said, ninety-seven hundred. I'm going to bet another three hundred bucks this week, 
This is how I'm going to lay it out. I'm taking 100 bucks on Philadelphia as my best bet. That's with the spread. I'm doing a $25 parlay. I'm doing Philadelphia, Giants, and Detroit all with the spread. That's the one that I mentioned earlier. I, I, I ended up taking Detroit, even though I said for the parlay pick, I'm going to do the two, the Giants and Philadelphia. But here, I wanted to... I, Dialed down the money a little bit to 25 and then threw Detroit into it. Uh, so my teaser, I ended up talking about all those teams, and then I split them into two. I love Buffalo, so Buffalo's on both of these. The first one, it's Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, 50 bucks there. The second one is Buffalo, San Francisco, and Green Bay, 50 bucks there. And then to end it up, I did a money line parlay as well. These are the teams that I took $25 here. That evens it out at $300 out of my pocket. And that $25 went on the Miami Twin, Jacksonville to win, and New Orleans to win. And that was $25, $25 to pay out $344. So that is ended up what I ended up doing. I, I got to catch in these money line parlays. Ultimately, I'll hit one. I mean, I have not hit any, and I can't tell you how long. Um, but that's how you got your juice last year. You hit a couple of those, and it yeah. really ramped up your your bankroll. Yeah, yeah, really. If you hit those, I mean, you hit one or two of those in the early part of the season, and then you're just playing with house money for the rest of the year. Yeah, I just you know so far I, I hate that I got down already out of the, out of the first week you know and and even though I got down and I know that I'm fifty dollars ahead of you I got no wins out of it you know and so you got that one win at least you got something on the board in terms of stats but um, you know we'll see might have to change things around I, I can't get anything going here this week try to uh, change the tactics here so uh, that wraps it up for us and so we will venture back I you know I'm not going to do an update tomorrow morning because I mean we're so late in the game now anyway but so I'll probably try to touch back in I didn't get anything in at the end of last week before this one so it was a, a long week for the broken helmet but uh, so we will venture back. We'll try to touch base again, maybe Thursday, possibly Friday or Saturday. Uh, you know, schedule pending. Just keep your eyes out for when it hits your RSS feed. So till then, Chris, all the best. Give my love to CJ and Alyssa. And enjoy the rest of your weekend. Adios. You too, man. All right. Peace out. <laughs>